Welcome back to the show. Well, the NDP housing bill, Bill 44, has passed. Uh, The law will probably uh, reshape residential neighbourhoods by allowing up to six units on a single-family lot, increase density near transit hubs, overhaul the way municipalities collect fees from developers, and uh, set new rules for dealing with homeless encampments as well. They're cracked down on short-term rentals, which will ban most short-term rentals that aren't in the operator's principal residence, became law last month as well. So a lot is happening uh, around uh, housing. Now, yesterday, a Delta councillor, uh, Dylan Kruger, um, s- uh, tweeted something out basically supporting uh, the NDP's um, mission and NDP's uh, overall housing bill in support of it. Uh, there was pushback uh, from uh, opposition MLA Shirley Bond, a former cabinet minister in the BC Liberal uh, party at one time. Uh, she is a, an MLA that represents the Prince George area. Uh, she obviously uh, was not happy with Mr. Kruger's comments, Not perhaps not on the broader spirit of the comments, but specifically about the fact that debate was being um, shut down by the NDP. Now, two other former uh, BC Liberal staffers, including on top of what uh, Mr. Kruger said, jumped on board and defended Mr. Kruger's comments. You could actually see a generational divide from the future from the past government, in this case, BC Liberals. Well, today, uh, and that uh, basically uh, Twitter fight, if, if you want to call it that, um, caught the attention of our Premier. Yes, our Premier. And he read out uh, some of those uh, tweets today in the legislature. Take a listen. Now, there was a Delta City Councillor uh, last night uh, that stood up and spoke out despite his historic affiliation with the BCUP, Dylan Kruger. He said, big problems need big solutions. Kudos to the province for listening to the voices of housing advocates across Canada and getting this done. This legislation removes arbitrary barriers to new housing supply in local neighbourhoods. No more time capsules. Let communities evolve. And then Sim- Simrath Graywall quote, tweeted Dylan and said, quote, Dylan and I have been friends for years, so I'm going to share some advice with BC Poly that I give myself. Usually in retrospect, I should listen to Dylan more. Uh, I think we should all listen to Dylan. We should be advocating for more housing for British Columbians that they can actually afford. We should all listen to Dylan. So joining us now is uh, Dylan Kruger, Delta City Councillor. Hi, Dylan. How are you? Jazz, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, First of all, your reaction to uh, a BC Liberal MLA pushing back a little bit on that uh, statement that you had made on Twitter uh, last night? Uh, Look, there were some some comments on on process and I'll, I'll be the first to tell you I'm not an expert in BC legislative uh, parliamentary process so I'm, I'm going to leave that where it is but I've been advocating uh, now for the five years the half decade that I've been on council that we need to address this very serious housing crisis and we've, we seem to have tried every single tactic under the sun except for the obvious one to me which is increasing housing supply and I, I'll tell you I'm just so heartbroken and sick and tired of hearing stories of people that come to me, send me notes about their stories, that they feel out of options, that they feel a sense of hopelessness and despair. And you know what? That's not good for our local economy. It's not good for our sense of community as a region, and it's it's a negative anchor on our society. So it is a massive, serious generational issue, and I'm really pleased to see 
uh, some positive action coming forward that myself and others have been asking for for a very long time. What, what specifically does it mean for Delta? When you say Delta, there's North Delta, which is near uh, Scott, obviously next to Surrey, uh, along the Scott Road corridor there. Then you have a smaller community like Ladner and south of that, Tawasson. Uh, what specifically will this allow you to do that you weren't able to do? Beyond the density, hasn't there always been pushback in certain neighborhoods in your own community and getting not wanting uh, greater density already? And are you able to do it now, even with this legislation? Yeah, the, the issue really is systemic, and it's not with any one municipality. It's how municipalities have been created as creatures of the province through the Local Government Act. So pro, uh, cities need additional tools to, to address the situation. I don't know if anyone, yourself or others, have ever been to a public hearing, but we typically hear really uh, micro issues from very uh, passionate folks living in the neighbourhood, but they're not representative of the community at large. We don't hear from people in housing need. We typically don't hear from renters. We typically don't hear uh, from younger people. So what the province has said is that moving forward, when we create uh, local community plans, uh, we're not going to put communities into time capsules and say, hey, this neighbourhood in North Delta in my city, for example, was created in 1977, uh, and it's going to stay in that exact same form uh, forever until the end of time. Uh, We have to allow cities to do what they've always done historically Uh, until very recently in the last few decades, and grow organically to meet the changing needs of our society. So as our housing needs change, we can adopt our single-family lot, add on a coach house, an accessory dwelling unit, maybe turn it into a duplex, uh, and allow families a chance of surviving and existing in this region. But do you think... Uh, what you just said in regards to the, those vocal people who show up to these hearings, this this legislation essentially provides you political cover that says you don't have to listen to those folks, that vocal minority. In fact, you can actually point to Victoria, hey, we're doing this because the law says so, and you can make uh, Victoria the boogeyman. This, this provides you some sort of community and legal or community and political cover, does it not? Yeah, well, it certainly provides cover, and we have been told in no uncertain terms by the province that there is an expectation that we are approving more housing. Uh, Not only does it give us cover, it actually now forbids us. We are forbidden from holding public hearings for applications that meet local official community plans. What is the point of getting communities together, spending years in developing these planning documents, if applications come forward that meet everything that we're trying to achieve and we have to relitigate it at the last second and possibly turn it down uh, because of a few neighbors with concerns. We have to have some consistency in process, both for for, city, for the residents of cities and also for the development community. Uh, what is Now, I travel down Highway 10 from, from uh, your community and uh, head over to uh, Langley Township, where Eric Woodward um, is mayor. He's going to join us at 5 o'clock. He's not happy with this legislation. He's got 2,800 acres of greenfield, uh, significant amount of consultation with his own community. They're building it uh, organically, holistically, with uh, community values and at the speed that the community wants because, A, they don't have the sewer pipes put in yet. Uh, in some cases, hydro doesn't have power for them. Uh, there are short, I think, seven schools already in that community. And now the government says, we're going to put steroids. We're gonna just gonna, it's like giving a community steroids. Let's just develop it all, all at once, yet you don't have these amenities. Um, do you think Mr. Um, Woodward has uh, legitimate concerns here? I mean, in, in, why would he want that to happen to his community. I mean, do you understand some of the challenge in regards to going headfirst into this, that it could impact in a negative way uh, communities like his? Yeah, listen, I have a, a lot of respect for Mayor Woodward, and I think he does have some legitimate uh, points. 
Uh, his issues, though, the way I see them, it's a revenue issue. We And this is a separate but very serious issue. Uh, municipal revenue generating opportunities are severely limited by legislation in this province, more so than in other jurisdictions. So municipalities have been relying on a funding deficit to build and maintain infrastructure, uh, basically through extortion of developers by saying, okay, in, according to the plan, you can build four stories, but we'll let you build six or we'll let you build 20 if you give us a land lift contribution uh, that allows us to go and build our rec centers and upgrade all of our utilities and infrastructure. That's how we've been getting by. So I support the changes that have been made on housing. We, this is not the end of the conversation. This is a starting point. This is a great start. There is so much more to do. And I think the next step is we need a real serious conversation about how we are raising revenue in local cities. And if the federal government and the provincial government are wanting us and expecting us to approve more housing, we also need their support to build the needed infrastructure to accommodate that growth. Uh, are you ready to deal with the first boomer who's going to come knocking on your door? He goes, I, I've got four units being built next door in my quiet, leafy middle-class, uh, single-family home neighbourhood that I've been living in for 30 years. What is going on here? And you're going to justify that to them? I think there is a bit of a narrative out there that we're going to see entire neighbourhoods bulldozed overnight, that overnight uh, we, we're gonna, the, the sewers will be overflowing and the traffic will be overflowing. Uh, let's be clear. What this allows us is to allow cities to grow organically again as they should we are going to see gradual uptake it will take many years and decades like i said this is a starting point this is not an end to our housing crisis Uh, we're not going to see neighborhoods change overnight we are going to see change and we need to be a part of educating and having that community conversation that when you move into a neighborhood you can't expect that in 2023 you're going to have the same uh, look feel and character in the neighborhood as you did in 1977.